your uplines page no longer says leader for this company. It says leader of this team, right? Or Aaron James, you know, Inc. or whatever, because now we're branding ourselves because we realize that if I have to shift and go to another company, now I don't have to explain myself to the outsiders anymore, right? Now we're still same mission, same thing, same person. We're just doing it with a different product now. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me talking about network marketing. So AJ and I actually met through the power of social media. He reached out to me because he found me through the explore page, loved some of the content that I was sharing and invited me onto his podcast. And after our conversation and the similar mindset that we had around sales and marketing, especially in the network marketing industry, I knew that I needed to have him here to share his talents and his gifts. And in this episode, we talk a lot about what it means to defund old school network marketing. AJ is actually the author of the new book, Defunding Old School Network Marketing. And as a former network marketer himself, he knows a thing or two about the old ways of doing things and the importance of shifting into this new way of building through social retailing and social selling. So if you are somebody who is in network marketing or building any kind of business, honestly, the things that we talk about here will definitely help you see the importance of branding, the importance of marketing, and the importance of just learning and developing and staying current with the times, it will be super impactful for you. So my guest today is AJ, and he is the love it or leave it straight talking serial entrepreneur, speaker, author, and passive income coach. He got his start in network marketing back in 2004 and had some immediate success. And although he's earned over half a million dollars part-time, he couldn't duplicate the success in his actual network marketing organization. So eventually he just walked away but he couldn't help feeling like something was missing. And he dedicated the better part of a decade to studying internet and attraction marketing so that he could return to finish the race. And now network marketing companies and top industry thought leaders hire AJ to build training and recruiting systems for their companies and their organizations. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Let's dive into my conversation with AJ. AJ, I'm so honored and excited that you are here. I know we we've already been talking for like 20 minutes and we probably could have, we probably could have pressed record, but um, regardless, I know that just you being here and sharing your wisdom is going to be so value to the community. So thank you so much for sharing. your. Listen, I, I got to tell you, I am very honored to be a part of your podcast and to be here with you. As I mentioned, uh, even just being able to reciprocate you, you crushed it on my podcast. And uh, I'm like, okay, if I can do a fraction of that, we'll be in good shape. But thank you so much for having me. Mm. So I start off the podcast with asking everyone the same question. And that is, what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? 
Okay, so we talked for 20 minutes and you didn't warn me that you were going to ask me this. This is okay. This is the magic, though. This is the beauty of it. That's the magic. Yes, I love it. So for me, writing my book actually was a very courageous thing. I threw the book away maybe four or five, maybe even 10 different times. (laughs) And then finally, my wife basically just took it from me and she was like, you're done. Like, this is it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, you're always worried about being judged when you step outside the box, right, of where most people are. And so I'd had these experiences inside of the network marketing space. I've been in the industry since 2004. And I had very crazy things happen, right, as as all networkers do, right? But I started thinking, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on the industry. But I really think that network marketing would would explode even even greater if there was a little bit more transparency and so i wrote this book about the lean times right i wrote this book about the the glamour stuff that you don't see from your leaders you don't hear on stage you don't see you know at a presentation right and we were talking a little bit about this it's like people don't talk about the personal development aspect of how they got where they're going you know they mostly just talk about you know how they built it But so for me writing this book, I was like, okay, I'm going way against the grain of what everybody else is talking about. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, I've never been this way in my life, but all of a sudden I started worrying about what other people were going to think, you know, are people going to shoot down my, my, my concepts? They're going to shoot down my book. Are they going to start talking behind, behind my back? And then I just realized they probably already are. So (laughs) we said, boom, hit, hit send. And, and, and now we're rocking with the defunding old school network marketing book. So that's my boldly courageous thing for you. And I just want to acknowledge you for that because this is the work, right? This is the path as a thought leader. Yeah. I think from such a young age, we're always taught to fit in, right? We always have fear of rejection or not being accepted. And it can create this sort of like tunnel vision or siloed thinking and no real Mm -hmm. change or innovation happens when you are in the bubble. And it takes courage to go against the grain and share your thoughts and opinions. And that's where thought leadership is really developed. And when you do that, the ripple effect can be massive and it can bring about innovation and change and new ways of thinking and new ways of being. And it's, it's, you know, it's risky It's provocative, but it's what allows industries to evolve and expand. So now that the book is out, how are you feeling about it now? So here's what I've had to do recently is I've had to stop even looking at those, the sales reports because my, my human instinct is to want to reach out to all of these people one-on-one and see what they thought. Mm, Right. mm -hmm. Which is like the exact opposite of what you want to do if you want to stay sane. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's led to a lot of great opportunities for me um, because I realized that there are a lot of people who already understood some of these same problems that I was kind of bringing to light or, or magnifying and they were looking for a solution. And so that kind of um, affirmed for me, if you would, that I'm on the right path and that, you know, because there's a lot of things like I'm a serial entrepreneur. So there are times at night where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God, I got a great idea for a product. Yes. 
And in the morning, like I'll tell my wife or I'll tell my dog about it. And they don't, they're not as excited as I was the night before. And I'm like, well, maybe it was just me. Doesn't matter how good I think the idea is. If people don't buy it, people don't buy it. Right. So um, it it really affirmed that there are other people that are, are wanting to go down this path. They're wanting to learn these things. They love the industry. Right. But there are just some things that, um, and again, my stick with it is, is really just that, everything else in life is evolving right now. And I think network marketing has been a little bit slow and moving. It was the same thing with my time as a DJ, right? We, you know, DJs still haven't figured out how to take advantage of the online space. Uh, during the, during the pandemic, a lot of them started to try, mm-hmm. but, but there, there was nothing in place yet. Mm-hmm. And so my excitement for this is that it's led to, People saying, oh, man, it would be cool if you added this in. It would be cool if I learned about this. And now all of a sudden, boom, 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 we've got new things that we're able to offer people and provide that value. And I'll tell you, a lot of them, I don't know how we're necessarily writing this this podcast, but I don't ever talk about the companies that I'm involved in. Like the, the, the purpose of the book is not to recruit people. The purpose of the book is to help people that really want to take advantage of the network marketing space and help them to do it in a way that allows them to keep their sanity. But it took me, you know, they say um, you, you, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, right? It took me stepping out and quitting network marketing multiple times for me to even get to this point where I was able to accurately and effectively communicate what I thought were the problems and then be able to go out and actually search for solutions that I could share with other people. So that's been the, the biggest result from, from the book. And the book is free, by the way. <laughs> so it's like, it's, you know, I, I'm not even profiting from that. I just, I want people to understand the industry. That's so important. And I, you said something in here that I, I want to like anchor in a little bit more was that you had to step outside of the industry to really see things a little yes. bit more clearly. Yes. And I want to talk about that because I think there's there are some leaders who understand that there is life outside of their company as far as leadership development and growth and business acumen. And then there's some people that are against that. They say, you don't need to hire coaches. You don't need to leave. We gave you the best training in the industry and everything you need to know is here. And I think there's pros and cons to both. I think Mm -hmm. for the person that um, is looking for a quick fix, they'll just keep buying books and courses and listen to podcasts, but they never actually implement anything. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're in that professional learners, that's what they call professional learners. Right. But the real, the real magic happens when you implement, like it doesn't matter. Like knowledge is worthless if you don't actually put it in play. Right. Yes. So you can listen to all the podcasts and you can read all the books and you can buy all the courses and you can join all the network marketing teams and attend all the events and get all rah, rah and excited. But if you don't take that and actually put it into play, nothing's ever going to shift in your life, in your business. And this, I mean, again, it doesn't matter if you're in network marketing or you're in the corporate world or this has to do with a relationship, like you could take the word network marketing out of the conversation and put business coaching in or entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. all of the things would apply. Right. And I remember when I was building my network marketing company, I felt like I kind of, I don't want to say I outgrew the container, but I remember going to the events being like, okay, I've heard this same training 10 times already. 
Uh-huh. Somebody different is sharing it. So I'm, and I'm in a different place. So I see it through a different lens and I was still getting value out of it. But I was like, there's more to this. Right. And I think the, we're going to, I want to talk about how the, the landscape is changing. So let's talk about change because okay. your book is called defunding old school network marketing. Right. Yes. And so there's this sort of changing of the guard that we're seeing right now with social media, with social selling. And there is this sort of like old school mentality. And if you don't adapt, you die. Right. Yes. So let's talk yes. about some of these old school trends that keep people stuck in an industry and not growing and frustrated, but like, what are, so tell me a little bit about what the old school trends are and where you see the industry going now. Yes. So I guess first thing I want to say is to your point about like, you know, the trainings and whether or not you get outside help or whatever. My very first company in the industry, I had no clue. I mean, I'm not stupid, but the way that we were taught in the way that we built, you would have thought that there maybe were maybe one or two other network marketing companies in the entire world, right? Like we didn't know that there was any other competition, right? We just, we just thought we, our company invented network marketing. <laughs> and <laughs> I know Every it's, company it's funny, thinks to, that though. It's funny to laugh at yeah. it now, but at the time, like we were dug in, it was almost cult-like, yeah. you know, where, where, they didn't bring in outside trainers, except for at the convention, you know, they would bring in somebody, you know, that maybe talked about some broader topics and that was it. Right. And at the time I didn't know to maybe go outside of the company and just find somebody who could talk to me about what's going on in the industry. Right. So I got my, what's going on in the industry from the lens of my upline, which is never a good thing because they have a vested interest to keep you, laser focused on what's right in front of you, right? right? It doesn't have to do with you getting more sales this month. You know, we're, we're not worried about all that other stuff. So that that's kind of something that I look back on and I'm like, man, I was like, I didn't think that I was capable of being brainwashed like that. <laughs> and I hate to use that word because most people use it in a negative fashion, but I'm so glad Right. that I was able to get out of there and realize there was some other things. So here, here's some of the trends uh, that I've seen in the industry. First, and we talked about it already, is the internet is here. <laughs> yes, the like, internet. Holy cow, right? <laughs> I mean, it did, and it wasn't last year. It was, you know, 20 years prior to this. And I get it, you know, I don't want to date myself by talking about how old I am and, and what tools that we had when I was growing up. But the internet is here. And I always say that the first, the best key of communication is to meet people where they are, to be able to make contact, right? Mm, And so where are people right now? They're on the freaking internet. They're at their jobs right now, scrolling through Facebook. They've got their phone under their desk, looking at TikTok videos with their (laughs) AirPods in, right? They're they're not at libraries, and and I hate to say that. They're not at the mall in terms of looking for opportunities and stuff like they're looking, they're getting their entertainment, they're getting their education from YouTube, from Facebook, from Instagram, from all these different places now. And it's about time that the industry caught up to that, right? Mm -hmm. Because what I was always taught, and I had to, I had to clarify this, by the way, on one of my, my trainings. So when you, when you prospect somebody, what do you call it? I just call them a prospect or a lead. You know. No, but like the 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 verb, the action of doing that, what do you call it? 
recruiting, prospecting. Okay, prospecting. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, so I was in a company and they called it the exposure process. Oh, and so, so fancy. Um, <laughs> correct, right? But it was, but I had to correct myself. I was doing a training because I was like, oh, you keep exposing these people. And I'm thinking like, okay, somebody that yeah. <laughs> wasn't in my company, they have no freaking clue what I'm talking about right, right. now. They're like, what do you mean and you're exposing me? Yeah, what are you exposing me to? Ex- expose two people a day. That was the thing. Do t- two a day. And, you know, by the end of the, the week, you've got 10 new prospects. By the end of the month, you got 40 new prospects. And it was supposed to be a building block like that. Something simple that you could do. But I had to clarify that recently, that exposure process is the act of sharing your information. Okay, so make sure that gets into the episode. <laughs> um, but you you are not meeting people on the streets as much anymore. We used to give out DVDs. I remember one time in our company, we had mm-hmm. we had a magazine that was created for us. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be an industry magazine, but we were our company was the feature in it, right? So mm-hmm. we would go and we would buy hundreds of these magazines. Mm-hmm. And the leaders in the marketplace said, we're going on a magazine blitz. Yeah. And here's what we would do. We would literally go anywhere and just start handing out magazines. Hey, sir, have you seen this magazine? Hey, ma'am, have you seen this magazine? You know, and then, uh, by the way, you know, can I get your contact information? I want to follow up with you and find out how you liked it. It was the most awkward thing in the world. I, we were at a gas station once handing out magazines. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know it's not just me, you know, have done that in the industry, but it's like a lot of my trainings now, they talk about creating your avatar. And an avatar is basically just a fancy word for your dream prospect. Like who, if you could draw this person, what do, what, not physically, but, you know, draw out their characteristics. What, what do they look like? Are they in a specific field? Are they network marketing rookies? Are they already entrepreneurs? Are they men? Are they women? Are they young? Are they old? You know, you could draw that out. Well, back then they were just telling us that, it's like everybody's a prospect. Everybody yeah. you see is a prospect. I'd be in the restaurant. Excuse me, sir. You look sharp. You don't look sharp. You're wearing a restaurant's uniform. You know, like, and they're thinking to themselves, I don't look sharp. I'm wearing a restaurant's uniform. What is this guy gassing me up about? And then I would literally turn the most normal situations into the most awkward thing in the world. And by the way, I say all this, and I was always a top recruiter, by the way. So I did all of this stuff in protest. But... <laughs> My thing is you don't have to do that anymore. No. Right. Because with the internet, you can target out people that are your specific avatar. Mm-hmm. Right. Through these different things. So that's the number one thing is, is where you find your prospects. Mm-hmm. And some of the concepts inside of the book essentially relate to the fact that, hey, all of this stuff that we used to do, now you can do on autopilot. So now I'm able to auto prospect or auto recruit, right? I'm able to auto sell and I'm able to auto train. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I don't, I, I think that that's not a good thing because you lose the high touch. And I said, my response to that is, Hey, high touch back in the day used to be like you spending all this time building relationships with people, but guess what? You are in a for-profit business center, right? You're not nonprofit. Right. So who cares if you make friends with the people that don't join your business and don't join your, you know, your, your time and energy should be, should be spent 
building relationships with the people that have joined yeah. you and decided to work with you and let everybody else just do what they want to do. Of course, if they're already your friend, I'm not saying get rid of them, right. but too many times it's such a hard process recruiting somebody and going all the way through it that by the time they say yes, like you have to go on to the next person because they've told you recruit, recruit, recruit. Whereas you should be able to nurture, nurture, nurture now right. that that person is in your team and they've made those decisions. Yeah. So that, that landscape of internet is, is the biggest thing that has happened, in my opinion, inside of the network marketing space. And I think people now don't have the same type of bandwidth for connection because they're overstimulated yeah. with connections on social media with DMs and mm -hmm. comments. And, and so they're looking for something that's simple, that's easy, that's lower touch point. And like you said, until you're in the circle, right? Like obviously yeah. there's a, a ramp up period to learning, but our attention spans are so much shorter and our bandwidth and capacity for connection is so much shorter. And I'm laughing because I did all the same things in the very beginning of my network marketing journey, which is 2012, 2013 which is right when Instagram came out and it was the DVDs and it was the magazines and the, the stories and it was the in-person events and going to people's homes and face-to-face. -face. And I, I mean, I don't think my company actually adopted an online version of their magazine until like 2018, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. 2017. And mm -hmm. talk about slow, like very slow to adapt. And so many of the high level leaders were like, anti-social media, anti-social selling, you gotta, you gotta be lips to shoelaces and like, you know, face to face or whatever the terminology was like lips to shoelaces. I've like, never heard like this like one. Face to face, toe to toe, oh, kind of like, you know, that <laughs> okay. kind of term. Like, yeah, I know that was a weird. I was like, are you, yeah. you have to kiss Another their one, shoes like, or what? exposing people. Right. Right. But like exactly. the whole idea was like in person, you know, and it was the yeah. not belly the to belly. But yeah, it was the veterans that had been doing it for 20 years that were sharing that. But when you look at the demographics of network marketing, the average age is like mid thirties, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, somebody in their mid thirties today doesn't communicate the same way that someone in their mid fifties or mid sixties communicate. So if you've been That's in right. network marketing for 30, 40 years, and you're in That's your right. mid 50s or 60s, and you're training a team of 30 year olds, they are not going to get in their car and drive three hours to go sit down and have dinner with somebody and their family that may or may not join their team. They're just not going to do it right. because there's better ways, right? Right. So <laughs> let's talk about, I want to talk about trends coming forward. And I had an opportunity last week to have a training from a guy named Seth Madison. And Seth is a futurist. He is a forecaster. So his job is to sit down with large companies and businesses and help them mitigate risk and, and like predict the future. And in this process, that's, that's probably a fun job, by the way, super, super cool. Right. And he walked us through these three questions, and this is all relevant to what you're going to share and what we're going to talk about, about, about like the future and why defunding old school network marketing is so important because it's, this is what network marketers don't think about this kind of stuff. The first question was, what do we want to have happen in our business? Right? So I want to bring my husband home. I want to hit the highest rank. I want to leave a legacy, like all the stuff that we hear. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we, the second question is what might happen? Well, somebody could quit, 
right? Or one of our products could change, or, you know, these are all in the realm of possibility. And most people don't really think about that kind of stuff. But the third question, which is probably the most important is what's possible, but not likely. And when I started to think about that question in regards to network marketing, we start to think about regulation. We start to think about industry changes. We start to think about companies being shut down and lawsuits, and no one ever wants to think about their company restructuring. No one ever wants to think about the industry changing or regulation changing, but we see it happening now. And I, you know my story with my company restructuring and lots of network marketing companies have been sued. They've had issues with the FTC and some of them aren't even in existence anymore. So why is it so, so let's talk about the future of network marketing, you know, through that lens and why it's so important to defund old school network marketing and start thinking about new school network marketing. Well, I guess I'll start by sharing this um, very interesting experience that I had. Mm. This might might have been five, six years ago now. I had a friend who was trying to convince me to take one last run. I don't know if you've ever heard somebody (laughs) use that phrase with you. (laughs) My my feeling is that because you're laughing, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So anyway, he's flying me around to these different companies. Yeah. He hasn't even chosen a company. He's just like, Hey, like, you know, let's, let's choose this. one together and, and build this. it out. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Bad but if you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> right. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. I really don't. Right. But you know, if somebody's going to offer me some money outside of the comp plan to do this, I'll take a look at it. Right. And call it a character flaw if you want to. But if, if somebody's, if you're talking about business with me, I will listen. Right. Anyway. So um, long story short, we get down to maybe like our last two, like we're, we're, we're trying to decide between these two. And I, and it was, it was a, he and his wife and myself and the girl I was dating at the time who I, I thank God every day that none of this worked out. Right. Because then, uh, <laughs> Your people are going to be like, this guy's. No, I, we could, I mean, that we could record a whole podcast on all the things I wish would happen that didn't, that I'm so glad they didn't. Right. (laughs) Well, I, I, um, I, I put up an Instagram post and it said the things that you really wished would work out actually did. Right. And the thought behind it was like, even the things that you like were praying for at the time, they actually did work out just not the way you wanted them to, but they worked out how they needed to work yes, out. Right? Yes. So that's, that's my, uh, that's yes. all I'm going to say about that. Yes. And, but it actually also applies to what I'm going to say next. Yeah. So I got outvoted by which company that we wanted to go to just one just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. And so he says, okay, well, I'm going to call him tomorrow and let him know that we're in. And the next day that company got shut down. Oh. By the <laughs> And I, and I just thought to myself, like, that was God, like pulling me by the back of my neck, like a right, cub. Right. And right. just saying, that's not where I want you. Wow. Um, but to your, to your actual question, here's the biggest shift that I've seen happening as it relates to network marketing 4.0. And that's what I call everything that we do inside of defunding old school network marketing. 1.0 is the friends and family. 2.0 is the strangers three foot rule on the street. 
3.0 is home-based business leads and, and things of that nature. And now 4.0 is creating your avatar and, and branding, right? And automations. And so that's the biggest shift I see is, uh, is the branding happening. Whereas before we were brainwashed into going out and spreading the good word of the company that we were involved in, right? Not knowing if they were going to change the comp plan, not knowing if they were going to go through a restructure, not knowing if they were going to go out of business or get shut down. And we were just like branded by the name of XYZ company. Like I'm your XYZ guy, right? Yes. And now people are starting to wise up to the fact that branding is a real deal on the individual level instead of just on a company level. And so I see, and I love this, I watched this and this is how I met you, right? Because I was doing a deep dive on Instagram to see how people were starting to brand themselves as an individual mm -hmm. instead of as a network marketing person for XYZ company. Mm -hmm. And now just go look at your, your uplines page and your uplines page no longer says leader for this company. It says leader of this team, right? Or Aaron James, you know, Inc. or whatever, because now we're branding ourselves because we realize that if I have to shift and go to another company, now I don't have to explain myself to the outsiders anymore, right? Now we're still same mission, same thing, same person. We're just doing it with a different product now. Mm -hmm. And it's no different than what we do in the job world, right? That our, our resume is our, our brand, yes. right? Yeah, I worked for this company over here, but these are the skills that I have. You want me to bring those skills to your company? I can do that. Right. And so with branding, you're able to actually go after your avatar mm -hmm. because you can outwardly talk about the things that you believe in. And only the people that believe those things are really going to follow you. Sure, you'll have a hater every now and then that wants to follow you and troll you. But the, but the vast majority of the people that start to go down this path with you are people that believe just like you. Mm -hmm. And if your avatar is women, you know, your women are starting to like, be like, okay, you know, I love, you know, this powerful energy that's coming off from Melissa. I want to roll with her. I, I want her to mentor me. I want to do this with her. And now all of a sudden you have this built in incub incubator of people that already have similar energies, which is, you know, I know you're big on energy, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have those energies, it makes whatever it is you're going to learn together and, and build together so much easier. Mm -hmm. So branding is a huge, huge thing. And I love what you've been able to do with your brand, uh, both on the personal side and I know what you're building, you know, on, on the media side. So people need to understand that, you know, back in the day, they used to say, get yourself out of the way, right? You're, you're just the messenger. It's not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm looking to lose weight and you've got a weight loss product and you are two times the size of me, which we all know is not the case, right? That, that would be, that would be severe, right? I'm, I'm pretty big boy, but I would be like, I don't know, Melissa, like, are you taking this product? You know, like, cause even, even if you give me a, a message to watch on a video or something like that, I'm still looking at you. Yeah. I'm still looking to see, are you a product of your product? Mm -hmm. And so once people start to understand that you can't remove yourself from the equation, you have to, to work on yourself so that your brand is more attractive now you start to like, everything starts to be a lot easier for you. Yeah. So I know that was a long answer, but I hope, hopefully that was, I hit the questions that you had. You did. And it, it goes back to what you were sharing in the very beginning about the fear that you had around writing this book and kind of like 
stepping mm -hmm. into your own lane and stepping out of like getting off the freeway of where everyone else is like going and driving and doing all the same things and carving your own lane. And it takes courage to do that, right? And I think um, in these industries, a lot of people have been taught not to do that. You know, wear your colors and be that person. And like, do, you don't have to do, like, it's not duplicatable to create your own brand and keep it simple and follow the system. And, mm -hmm. and there is some merit to that of like duplication. But we've talked about this before, where like, if you don't know who you are, and you haven't taken the time to really figure out like, what are your values? What's important to you? What kind of culture do you want to build? What do you stand for? What's your expertise? Then your duplication of a system turns into imitation of somebody else's version of success or somebody else's yeah. way of showing up. And nothing feels more inauthentic than not being yourself. And I, it breaks my heart yeah. when I see people copying and pasting social media posts, using emojis and language oh that God. they would never use. Like I can tell that this, you're not being authentic. And so I think sometimes people are so afraid to be messy because they think that other people are going to judge them as not being professional. Whereas mm -hmm. I think we're starting to see this trend away from perfect and where messy actually is the secret sauce, right? And like Instagram started off as like, an extension of Facebook of people posting pictures of like their dog and their breakfast and all that stuff. Right. But then the influence, by the way, that was annoying to me. Just right. so you know, I mean, was, it was just was like, this, it was just like people were posting that shit on Facebook. And then Instagram was like, here, just post all that over here. And everyone was like, great. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> but then the influencers got a hold of it and the bloggers got a hold of it. And all of a sudden the aesthetic shifted to everything has to be perfect and filtered and curated and it became like a magazine. And I think that people started to call bullshit and they're like, this isn't relatable. This isn't real. It's great that this is perfect, but I'm looking for real. So we're kind of like the pendulum is swinging back the other way where messy is relatable. Messy is real. Messy is what creates thought leadership, right? So like to your point earlier about taking that boldly courageous action and following what felt good for you, even though it was scary, you carved a lane for yourself and that creates polarity where people either love it or hate it. And mm -hmm. I love that you touched on this idea of like, I can help everybody. Cause if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Right. And I think a lot of people have fear around polarity of like, what if people don't like me? And I say, good, go find the people that resonate with your message. Right. Like, like we worry so much, like you could write this book and have, 5,000 five-star reviews, and then you'll have 300 one-star reviews, and you will lose sleep over the 300 one-star reviews versus celebrating the you know five-star reviews, right? What's, what's the worst is like when, when you have an ad running for your book <laughs> and uh, one person just, like they don't even say anything mean. It's just they're, they do the, the laugh emoji. <laughs> And it's like, what the F is he laughing at? Like, what's <laughs> funny about this? Like, I want to reach out to that one person yeah. and just say, what's the problem, right? So yeah. we, we all have it. It's just, it's a natural, natural thing. <laughs> so let's talk about branding and marketing for a second, because this was something okay. that we were, we were talking about earlier. And we were, we were kind of chatting offline about this. So when, where do you see right now the opportunity for high-level leaders in relation to like branding and marketing, like where, who's, who's crushing it and who's struggling and where's the opportunity? Well, I, I think 
the first and foremost thing is it, there may even be a shift starting to happen in terms of the reasons why people are getting into network marketing. Mm. Right. And I always, I always say like, if you're going to approach somebody and this, I'm sorry to do this, but just to kind of go back to the avatar again, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to market to somebody who already understands the problem mm. and they're already searching for a solution. Yes. What what happens when we're normally doing the exposure process <laughs> is we're taking just like this random person who just served us our fish. And now we're going to try to convince them about the problem of, you know, how much money they can make at their job. They probably know that already. Right. But they might not be actually looking to build a business. It's another thing it, uh, to offer them a different job, but building a business is something completely different. If you've ever built a business or been self-employed, like, you know, how much work that goes into that. Mm-hmm. So they're just not ready for it They because they weren't looking for that solution. They were just trying to serve you your fish, right? right? Let them be your fish server <laughs> and go find somebody who actually needs this opportunity. So during the pandemic, there were a lot of, especially moms, Right. But but also, man, like I, I work from home, but all of a sudden I had my seven year old, you know, on my ass every day because he was, you know, being schooled from home. And, um, you know, so there but there were a lot of people that work from offices that all of a sudden had to come home. So all of a sudden, network marketing became attractive to a lot a different group of people than, than maybe before. It's not just about making more money. It's like I got to switch how I make money altogether. Because who knows when my kid is going to go back to school. Right. So so that's the first part of it, right? And then where where leaders are hitting it right now is they're starting to promote the things that really matter. I did a training on this, and I basically was saying your company has inadvertently become your biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. And this was very, I, I get it, it's maybe controversial to say, but think about it for a second. Everybody gets the same website. Everybody gets the same magazines or the same DVDs or the same promo videos to share. And so one, as soon as somebody has seen that video one time, the next person that comes and tries to talk to them about it, they're like, Hey, I've already seen it. Mm -hmm. Right. Not interested Two, when you do the, the warm market thing and you have, you know, Hey, let's go talk to your group of friends. Well, if you and I are best friends, we've got the same group of friends around us, right? Now, who are we competing? We're competing with each other. Like who gets the sale and, you know, is there a placement involved and all this other stuff? So, so the competition starts with the company giving you these blanket resources. And so these leaders that are starting to win are using social media to reach out to people in terms of like their real desires, the lifestyle stuff. Right. And saying and, and talking about their wins publicly. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I, and I see this a lot on Instagram right now with a, a, a particular company that we talked about offline. I'm not going to say the name, but, you know, it's like, you know, I'm 26 years old and look at me, you know, look at look at my car. It's all because I made this decision, yes. you know, to step outside of my comfort zone. Yes. It's like somebody that's like just scrolling through for entertainment value and they see that and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Let, let me start seeing a little bit more. Let me go to her page. Let me subscribe to her. Let me, let's be, tic, I don't, can you be TikTok friends? Obviously you don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm still working on the TikTok, right? <laughs> Reels. 
but I guess it's the same kind of thing, right? So you can follow people on TikTok. And next thing you know, you're like, okay, I want to do what she does, or I want to do what he does. So that's a huge thing that, that leaders got going for them right now. Yeah. But in general, the best thing that we can do for our teams is to start helping them understand the difference between marketing and sales. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's network marketing. That's what it's called. But I would say that, and this is just my own numbers, but 80 to 90% of what is taught inside of network marketing is actually sales. Mm-hmm. It's teaching people how to, and again, this is my own PTSD coming back on me, yeah. but te- yeah. teaching people like the, the right way, like if you were to follow up with somebody, I remember sitting through a training <laughs> where somebody would say, don't ask them what they thought, like, which is the normal thing. Like if you give somebody something and you say, hey, I want your feedback on it, then you call them back. You're like, hey, what'd you think? They're like, don't ask them what they think because you may not want to know the answer and you can't change the product anyway. So really your only question that you want to know is, do they want in? But then the question that we, we were taught to ask them was, what did you like best? Yeah, you're, it's a leading question. Yeah. It's a leading question, right? You're teaching people that you're telling people when they come in, this is not sales. This is sharing. <laughs> right. And next thing you know, you're trying to teach them how to shape somebody's answer to the freaking product that you just gave them to try. Yeah. And then you're trying to convince them to get on the phone with your expert who knows hundred percent of the facts is down to earth and loves helping people. And, and so all of this selling is going on. Right. Yeah. And no wonder people quit. You know, that's one of the, the sad things about network marketing for all of the good that's done, you know, you have incredible accolades about your, uh, with your career in network marketing, but so many people quit because the longer you're in, you start to realize everything is not everything. That's right. Holy shit. I really am selling. Yes. You know, n- referral marketing is basically a company saying we're no longer going to pay for blanket advertising. We're going to pay for a closed action take t- uh, taken, mm-hmm. right? That means your referral has to then, also result in them actually taking the action. Mm-hmm. Otherwise your referral means nothing. Right. So understanding that you're, you're really selling is, is the first part of it. And then teaching your team how to market. Mm-hmm. Right. And marketing to me, like I said, it's, it's, it's the branding, but it's also how they get your information. Um, and it's when they get the information. And personal development is a huge, huge part of that. And we kind of gloss over it, right? But that's what we were talking about earlier when we, and maybe this was offline, I can't remember now, but, you know, you go to a a presentation, let's say it was back in the day where you could have a hotel meeting and the guy is like laying it on heavy, look at my lifestyle. And you think it all came from the comp plan, but he's not saying, hey, I had to become a very different person in order to get to this rank. You know, so if you get involved in this business, you need to be prepared to grow personally past where you are right now. But we don't do that up front. Right. So what ends up happening is, is people get in and they think it's all about sharing the DVD or the magazine or the product. And they can't figure out why they're at this plateau where they really should have been encouraged from the start 
to pick up a good book or to start to learn about the industry as a whole so you can be you know more objective in what you're what you're doing with your company so i think that's where leaders are standing out right now and i think that's where leaders are are kind of missing the boat but you also had mentioned these old school network marketers the other problem is they're kind of out of that what do we call the the phase one or a activity mode they're no longer recruiting and doing all of that stuff they're pretty much just team figurehead so they don't have the same you know bulk of of problems that a new person has because the new person is being asked to recruit Right. right. So the, 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 the old school leader is probably oblivious to some of the problems that network marketing 4.0 can help with. Right. So our job is just to say, Hey, what do you want out of this business? And then help them understand that it's going to be growth that helps you to get there. And if what you also desire is time freedom, then you also need to be looking at systems as well. Yeah. And that's where my company kind of comes in with, with, with helping build systems because uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he, he uh, was one of my first personal development reads. It was from my dad. He actually gave me rich dad, poor dad first, um, which was a great book. Have you read it? I'm sure you have. I don't even ask. Cashflow networkers was the second one where he was talking about this, uh, not cashflow networkers. That's my course. Cashflow quadrant um, talks about the E quadrant, the S quadrant, the B quadrant and the I quadrant where E is an employee mindset. Mm -hmm. S is a self-employed person who owns their own job. Mm -hmm. And then B is somebody who doesn't own a job. They own a system that works for them. Okay. Not following a system, right. But they actually own a system that works for them. And that's, you know, the B and the I quadrants is really where you start to get true time freedom. So if somebody that's what they want, you know, they can go get that through a system. I see a lot of networkers still to this day, they make tons of money. I had a friend of mine who lost his marriage. He was making over $100,000 a month, but he was gone all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the point of network marketing if you're gone all the time in somebody else's home to try to keep up what you're, you know, right. what you've built? Right. So yeah. again, some of these things you ask me, I could, I could go on for hours and hours, but uh, that's that's the gist of what people are doing right now that's that's working and what other people really need to catch on to. I love that you made the discernment between sales and marketing. And you're right, like network marketing or direct selling, right? Depends mm-hmm. on which one you look at, but multi-level marketing, direct marketing, direct sales, network marketing. It's all about marketing. And mm-hmm. a lot of people miss that part. And, you know, I love that we're starting to see this trend shift in some companies. There are some out there that are super innovative and um, kind of at the forefront of this. And you can see it in the way that their sales team shows up, sales team, meaning like their distributors, their, um, the way the company is structured and like kind of adapting. But yeah, the industry as a whole has been very slow to shift. So it's people like you and people like me and some of the other thought leaders out there that get to be the disruptors, right? And mm-hmm. you can take a top-down approach or a bottom-up approach. So the top-down approach would be trying to work with corporate and educate them and change the direction of the ship, which can happen, but it's hard. I prefer the bottom-up approach, which is like the Trojan horse approach, where you start at the the bottom, if you will, with like the team, the, the people on the street, the sales force, the actual distributors, 
That's right. They're buying your book and they're getting into your courses and they're following you in social media and they're listening to what you're saying and they start generationally shifting the way that they do business. And the company either sees the trends or they don't. And I feel like mm-hmm. that approach works so much better because you start to create generational shifts in leadership organizations. Like, and when That's I say right. leadership organizations, I mean a high level leader in network marketing has an entire organization and they are teaching their system, not the company's system. They use that, but they teach their system and their strategies of how to brand themselves, how to market themselves, how to use social media, how to create quote tiles, how to inspire and influence people, how to create community. And that's where real change happens. So I'm excited about everything that you've shared. I think it's spot on. I think so many people are going to find value from the book and the different courses that you offer. So if they want to get their hands on um, defunding old school network marketing, or um, I know you have a course as well. So can you talk a little bit about that and then how they can get into your vortex? Yeah. So um, again, I just, I appreciate you having me on here. Um, You can tell I'm kind of passionate about these things, right? And I, and I love that you were passionate about it too. So I think that's why we've been able to connect like this, but uh, the book, like I said, is free. You can go to D O S N W M book.com. So that just stands for defunding old school network marketing book.com. And so you can get a free copy of the book there, I think. Uh, and you just pay for shipping, right? To, to have it shipped out to wherever you are. You can also get the audio book right there on the same site. Um, and even like, if you want to start working through some of the t- stuff we talk about, like with the funnels and stuff, that is something that's an, also an option for you to get while you're on that website. But yes, we also just released Cashflow Networkers, which is a front to back, like let's let's kind of, build this thing out together. Like let's build a system for your business. And so that's what Cashflow Networkers is. It's a hands-on course. Um, and right now it's only available to people that that get the book. Okay. So again, we're working with action takers that already want to do this. Eventually we'll put together a separate webinar for it and we'll sell it separately, but um, they can get all of that right there on the dosnwmbook.com site. And also I just want to, if you, if you don't mind, if I make this plug, um, so I also have a podcast uh, that you were on. Yes. Um, and what's really cool, we're actually just wrapping up season one at the end of uh, May. Starting June 3rd, we're actually going to do something really crazy. And this was like, you know, this is, I live here in Denver. Okay. So there's a lot of extracurricular out here in Denver. I'll, I'll just leave it there. How about this? But sometimes people come up with crazy ideas. I don't know who those people are, but this particular crazy idea was I'm actually going to put my, my money where my mouth is. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. And starting on June 3rd, we're literally going to choose a company and we're going to build out together on this podcast, an, a, an automated system for that company. Wow. So you can see how it works. So cool. Uh, and I'm excited about that, right? Because I mean, I've been doing this. I've, I, I did it for companies outside of the industry. And then I started doing consulting for companies in the industry. And then when my wife and I started talking about some of the goals that we have, we're like, well, why don't we just build some companies, right? right. Build a company and, and do something. So we're going to do that live with everybody starting. So subscribe to the podcast if you want to. It's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, you can pick up the the podcast and rock with us. And we're also on YouTube. 
I'm working on my YouTube game. <laughs> so right now we're just syndicating everything we do on the podcast. It's on YouTube as well. But either way, slice it. Like if this is your cup of tea or you want to learn more about it, that's how you can do so. I love it. I'm excited. I'm going to download the book because I am always open to learning. And if you, even if you're not in network marketing, I'm sure there's so much value in this just from a marketing perspective that you can learn and teach. So I'm excited. Thank you for sharing that. Just and don't judge me after you read chapter one, please. I would judge you. I would never do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little hint. So chapter one starts with me being about to be arrested outside of our, uh, <laughs> our network marketing convention. That so, sounds like a really good story. That's going to hook a lot of people. That's listen, the, the book is not boring. Like it, it, you <laughs> I know, love it. I told you it's like my stories of like what happened to me. Own your truth, but you know. It's oh. my truth. Well, AJ, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your gifts, your insight. I know so many people are going to benefit from it. I did as well. And last question I ask everybody, okay. what are you celebrating right now? Oh, this is easy. I'm so, <laughs> this might be controversial too, but you know, again, I've, I've, I've learned to just live with, podcast. You go with we it is what it is, right? I am <laughs> celebrating being fully vaccinated from the standpoint that my, my mom, my dad uh, are both high risk. Um, mom had a heart attack, dad had a stroke and they live with my 90 year old grandma. So I have not been able to see them. And so tomorrow I am jumping. I don't know when you're actually going to air this podcast, but tomorrow I am taking my family. We're jumping on a plane to go surprise my, my, uh, my mom for, for mother's day. I love that. And so, yes. Um, and I, and again, because she had a heart attack, like we'll tell her at some point, instead of just having this big black guy show up at her door, you know, <laughs> um, but <laughs> that is exciting for me. You know, family is everything. It's the only reason that I do any of this stuff. People know me as the passive income coach. You know, that's my handle on Instagram because that's all I care about, right? If it, if it can't be passive so I can spend my time doing the things I want to do, then it's not for me. And so we're excited to be able to take that trip. That's the, that's the only thing I can think about in my head right now is that excitement. That's a beautiful thing to celebrate because you can make all the money in the world, but time is the one commodity that you can't get Can't back. get it back. I love you cannot that. get it back. On that note... Thank you again so much for this. If you guys love this episode, make sure you share it, leave a review, grab your free copy of Defunding Old School Network Marketing. Until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.